Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome episode of You Got This with your hosts Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. And we did wanted to take the time to thank you all for what's been going on with us and what's been going on with our Facebook page and and how we're going to be uh, moving forward with the um, with our publishing that we're looking to do. We're looking to go through another publisher because the publisher that we have just things aren't working out too well with them so we're looking to move to another one so we'll keep you heads up on that as well as we move forward but uh, this episode is season three episode 19 rise up from losses and setbacks this really takes the um takes the story of ruth uh, into a new light because we all know the story of ruth so we're going to go through that and see how she handled things how she rose up from her adversity the top, uh, the topic we're we'll talking about number one is the trial, number two is the mistakes and bad choices in the trial, and number three, divine turnaround from God. So why don't we begin with uh, the trial? And uh, welcome back to uh, another great episode. Welcome everyone. Yes, we're always so glad to bring you these messages. As we learn and we go through our trials, the Lord teaches us and we love to pass on what we learn firsthand. Everyone goes through trials and sometimes I can talk from experience. They can really get you down if they're long and it seems like the prayers and the answers are just not coming. But from all that the Lord has done for us, we can see that he is a good God and that he loves us. Or he wouldn't have went through the excruciatingly painful death that he went through for us. That was his choice. So we wouldn't have to. So we go through trials if he's allowing them. Okay, we can't see the answer. But... That's just like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says that trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So yes, we don't like this and we kick and scream sometimes, but then he tells us we don't always in that verse that we don't always have to understand everything. Um, Just trust him and he is going to work it out for our good. And so we all know the story of Ruth. Naomi and Elimelech, okay, they didn't ask God for direction when they decided to leave in a time of famine. Sometimes things happen, but God just wants us to still inquire of him. And they didn't do that. And Naomi lost her husband and her two sons. She ended up with just her daughter-in-laws, okay? One decided to stay there, but Ruth, as we all know, She saw, even in her bitterness and her depression, she saw her faith in her God. In that. And she wanted what she had. Because she says when she decides to go back to Bethlehem, when she found out that they had bread again, she says, entreat me not to leave you. Where you go, I will go. Your God will be my God and your people, my people. And so she comes back. And so from there... She just really made a difference. It's a short read. So I suggest you read this because it really is a a good book uh, to read. Uh, And Ruth, 
chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And when he went into her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. Then the woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a close relative. And may his name be famous in Israel. And may he be your restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons, has borne him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became, began to nurse him. Also the neighbor women gave him a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Yes, and there's the story in that you never know what God's going to birth through you. We'll, get, we'll speak more on that later. And Matthew 6.33 In this world you have trials. Some will be from your own bad choices. Some from others. Um, and you were just in their path. Some is because there's a lesson that God wants you to learn for the path that you're on and a purpose he wants to draw out of you. But you can be victorious in all of them because he says in Matthew 6.33 Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you as well. That means keep focusing on him and his way of doing things. Exactly. So are we focusing on the right things or are we just focusing on our own bad choices or our own self-pities? Because we all go through that when we're going through a trial we just don't like. Like, why me? Why me? Well, because God has a, has a chore for you and you got to learn what that is. He's not going to come out of the sky and tell you. He's not going to come down and direct you to where you need to go just like a boss directs you on how to do a job he's going to put people in your pathway he's going to put subtle signs and hints along your way and hopefully you'll receive it but we all know that but uh we still want to uh, do our own thing and that's not what god wants us to do that's right and sometimes we fight to do that you know in a trial because we get tired of it and we want out and we just want you know to do anything just to get out of this trial and then ends up making things worse for us like naomi and eliminate okay they were living in bethlehem meaning place of bread when the famine broke out a trial came and sometimes god will allow trials to come to expose areas of our weakness um areas that our faith needs to or maybe a sin that we have that he wants us to repent of in this case, they should have gone to God in prayer, and they didn't. It doesn't anywhere say in that first chapter that they asked God. They took it upon themselves to move, and they moved to Moab, meaning it means who's your daddy. That means they forgot who their father was. They left a place of bread to a place where they were forgetting who their God was. Don't lose focus when trouble hits, and Satan tries to bombard you with thoughts and emotions that are negative. And, and fear and worry you gotta keep your eyes on Jesus and you gotta take it to the Lord yes see God wants a personal relationship with you he always wants you to talk to like you talk to your parents why aren't we talking to God as well we need to pray to him he will sometimes answer and sometimes he will not but he, we all know that he's there or else we won't be praying for him in the first place every sign and 
subtle hint of his existence is all around us. I mean, look at the Golgotha where he died. It's there in Jerusalem. It's right there. As well as his final tomb and his resting place. It's all right there. People tour it every single day. If he didn't exist, how can this tomb be there and we and we tour it if it never existed? It's all right there. All you do is Google it. And yet we still want to deny his existence. Why? Because we're always wanting to believe a lie versus believe the truth. Well, guess what, people? Sometimes the truth hurts, but it's still the truth. No matter, no matter how we want to deny it or not, it's still the truth. So what are some ways? What are some things that we can do? What are some things that we can do to go to God in prayer? What are what are some things that we can do to make it through this trial and keep looking to God and not lose our joy and peace? So, Donnie, why don't you tell some of the people what they can do? What they can you do? Said prayer. What they can do is sit back and get some prayer time like you do every morning. You get up out of the bed early in the morning and pray and read your Bible. The Bible is His Word. He spoke it. It's even written in red so we know it's his voice, his words that come out of his mouth. And yet, there's still people out there who read the Bible, oh, this ain't true. This ain't true. Well, if it's not true, then why are you having it in your hand? Why are you reading it if it's not true? You know what the Bible is because it says the Holy Bible on a front cover. We need to cherish it like we're supposed to and we need to live by it, which is very hard to do. But it's something that we need to do. That's right. And so those are two of the best things that you can do. And then as you're reading the Bible, write those promises down, those verses that have to do with you, what you're going through. And speak them out loud. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it gets into your heart. And sometimes you just have to say over and over, I trust you, Jesus. I trust you, Jesus. And you know, it says in the Bible, in Philippians, it says that at the name of the Lord, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Right? And so, if you're confessing Jesus, that means that enemy's going to have to go. He's not going to sit there and confess him with you and start praising him and putting on praise music and singing it. And, and that overwhelming worry and anxiousness is going to leave because he's not going to stick around and praise God with you. That enemy is going to go. So keep your eyes focused on him. Keep praying. Keep speaking out his promises and tell yourself his promises. Remind yourself of those times that he's came through for you in the past. That's putting him first. That's keeping him front and center hebrews 12 2 says that fix our eyes upon jesus the author and finisher of our faith for the joy set before him he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of god see naomi and her husband they took their eyes off god they took matters in their own hands and it got worse they went to a place where they forgot who their dad was it's like being saved and letting the Lord allow him to free you. Let's take someone with addiction. And they he delivers them and sets them free from alcohol and drug addiction. And they don't want it anymore. Not even any a desire. But a trial hits. And somehow they allow. Yes, you allow. It's your own free will. 
the enemy to tempt them into drinking again. Okay, you didn't want that anymore. And you thank God that he got you out of there. So why would you want to go back to that place when you know what it does to you? Why do you want to go back to the hell you beg God to get you out of? This is what they did. And this brings us to our next point. Our next point is the mistakes and bad choices in the trial. Which we all do because we all forget what we went through. And I don't know how in the world people do that, but they do. And it's unfortunate in a way. The trial and famine did not know what to do. And the trial hit and famine and they did not uh, did not know what to do. Fear set in and they acted in fear and did not go to God in prayer and direction first, which we all seem to do. The most obvious choices, like fixing a car, you always want to go to the hardest part of it or take it to a mechanic and they always put it to, do the easy thing but hook it to a computer so they don't know how, they don't have to think. Well, guess what, people? God isn't our computer. He isn't our Wi-Fi. But where do we go for answers? In the most obvious place that everybody has, that of the thing that everybody has in their house, the Holy Bible. And I know people have the Holy Bible in their house. Just about every person in America does because that is the oldest and most popular printed book in U.S. history. And when we buy it, guess what happens? It never gets read. The most important, most important book in your entire house, and it never gets read. You know, it gets read more now, uh, more than than the Bible ever did, and it probably now it's not even in print no more. I don't even think they even print them anymore. The Yellow Pages phone book, that thing got read more than the Holy Bible did, and that's really sad. We're looking for people we never even met. But that's where you make that's when you make your mistakes and bad choices and those choices leave you permanently permanent bad results in such cases with is with Naomi and Imelech who we were talking about. What we need to do is one, and what they did was they did not pray and ask God what to do. And number two, they did not trust God to provide. And number three, they try to fix things of their own free will. That's right. And so, yes, you're going to have choices that come upon you, and they did. But not every choice that you have is beneficial to you. And it says that in 1 Corinthians 10.23. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. See, this is when we make mistakes. We do have choices, and we do have free will, but some of those will lead permanent results. And this is the case with Naomi and Lamech. They were impatient. They let their flesh take over. They gave in to feed their flesh when they should have relied on the Holy Spirit who was within them. And Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to stay on your path. Help me to make the right decisions. He's the third person of the Trinity and he's within you and he will let you know. He says that in John 16. The the Lord says that he takes from what is the Lord's and makes it known to us. So, we don't know what to do. Just look within and pray. And ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Galatians 6, 7-9 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows that shall he reap. For he who sows to his flesh will reap from the flesh corruption. But who also sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. 
And let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in just the due season we will reap a harvest if we don't, if if we do not lose heart. It's very hard to be patient when it's long and arduous, and maybe it's involving a loved one that you you know that that your heart strain, and you start to get scared of what's going to happen to them. That's from the enemy. That's when you have to start saying, God, I trust you. Just as well as you love me and take care of me, you love them as well, and you're going to take care of them. You can't see the answer, but just like we can't see everything that's going on when we bake a cake in the oven, but if we let it run its time, it's going to come out awesome. But if you take it out too soon, it's going to fall flat. Okay, so we don't understand what God is doing behind the scenes. But he says in his word that he is always at work. He's always at work. That's the thing. He is always at work. He's probably the most hardest working person on planet on in the United States or uh, in worldwide history. Because he's always there. He's always working. And yet he gets he's the one that gets the least amount uh, uh, least amount of acknowledgement of the hard work that he has actually done or is still doing. And we can't praise him at all, which is kind of sad. I'm going to read this passage for you. For this reason, I bowed my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. He will grant you accordingly to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit and inner man to Christ, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love and may be able to comprehend with all the saints which uh, what is the width, length and depth and height oh know the love of Christ through which patches a knowledge that you may be filled with fulfillment of God Know uh, now to him he, who is able to be exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ of, to all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's Ephesians 14 through 21. This leads us to our last point, which we're going to take a quick break here. Play a song for you by Casting Crowns. And uh, we all know who Casting Crowns is. The song is We Praise You in This Storm. We hope you enjoy this song. We'll be right back after this. I was sure by now have reached down and wiped our tears away, stepped in and saved the day. But once again, I say amen, and it's still raining. But as the thunder rolls, I barely hear you whisper through the rain. I'm I'll raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away And I'll praise you in this storm And I will lift my hands 
almost gone How can I carry on If I can't find you But as the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm with you And as your mercy falls I'll raise my hands And praise the God who gives takes away And I'll praise you in this storm And I will lift my hands For you are who you are No matter where I am And every tear I've cried You hold in your hand You never left my side And though my heart is torn Hey guys, welcome back. We hope you enjoyed that song by Casting Crowns, Praise You in This Storm. And finally, to our third point of this podcast is Divine Turnaround from God. If you will stay in faith, God will amaze you. If you never leave the room in your life for God to amaze you, how can He? God may have divine turnaround for you. Will you wait for Him? Will you stay in faith and trust Him completely? That brings me to one of my favorite things. This is my favorite verse where we walk by faith and not by sight. Why is it so hard for us to walk by faith and not by sight? We always quick. To, we always want to believe what we can see. Well, what about the things we can't see? We can't see the air, but we know it's there. Good point, because we can't survive without air. We don't see it, but we feel it, just like we feel God's love. 
That's right. So trust him. If he's ever come through for you in the past, trust him in this also. And I've said this on a number of occasions to keep a journal. Keep a journal and and especially notate those things, those prayers that you've prayed. And, and each time the Lord has answered one for you. That is so awesome because you, you can go back to it when you're struggling and going through another really arduous trial. And so, you know, well, the Lord came through for me in this and he's going to come through for me again. You know, like that song, Do It Again by Elevation Worship. Love that song. And it's like, yes, you you did it once. You're going to do it again. And I trust you, Jesus. And I don't understand what's going on. But you're working in the background. And he knows what you're going through. He knows your heartache. And sometimes as parents, we have to press in and display that tough love. That tough love that is for our benefit, for our children's benefit when we show it. Because... Not everything like that verse said is beneficial for the moment. But sometimes it takes a longer time. Sometimes the answers depends on other people and it's their free will. Everything has to get lined up at just the right time and your prayer will be answered. He knows your overwhelming pain and he does have a good reason for it. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is proof enough of his love. So what things that are you going through what things have you prayed for have you been patient with god in waiting for the answer god was patient with you in coming to him can't you be just as patient with him as he's been with you god will bring about someone or something to help you and amaze you and to be a part of his divine turnaround And this is what God did with Naomi. That's who Ruth was. She lost her husband. She lost her two sons. And then she heard there was bread again. So she decided to go back. And and Ruth stayed with her. Ruth's family was in Moab. Yet she decided to go back to Bethlehem. After everything that she lost with her mother-in-law. Ruth still saw her faith in her in her God and she wanted what she had. Ruth 1.16 says, But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. See, Ruth was a divine appointment from God. And you can tell by her character. She was loyal. She was loving. She was steadfast. She was devoted. She was determined. She was compassionate. She was humble. She was gentle. She was graceful. And grateful. And she was selfless. That is all part of who God is. And still more. And B, God's hand was still in, uh, still on Naomi. God's hand was still on Naomi. He was, he was, is with you. N- never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Hebrews thirteen five. Have you ever known anybody to stand by you through thick and thin, knows you from inside and out, and never forsake you? Mankind. That's all we do is forsake people. We will abandon you in a heartbeat. 
except for our, our husbands and wives. And sometimes that not even, that's not even the case. The husbands and wives will fight and they will take off. They will abandon you in a heartbeat. But God won't. They came, they came back at the beginning of the harvest season. There is a season for everything to change, even trials. There is a time for everything and season for every activity under the heavens. Ecclesiastes 3.1 so in and uh, uh, see here, the Lord directed their steps. Will you let the d Lord direct your steps? Will you let the Lord guide you to where He wants you to be? That's right. And he, you ask how? Okay, they didn't have telephones back then. So she heard. She heard there was bread back in Bethlehem. How could she have heard that? Unless the Lord had directed their steps and provided that and provided someone to let them know that. Unless the Lord had somehow made it known to her. Then she arose with her daughter-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them breath, bread. Ruth 1.6 he will direct your steps and your path. And it may not be a path or event or a job or a person you're familiar with. But when it happens, you'll know it's from God and it'll be a blessing. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn their darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These things I will do and I will not forsake them. Isaiah 42, 16. And D, he will bring you back home from your wandering and he will restore you. Ruth met Boaz and he just so happened. Yeah, just so happened. Nothing just so happens. Um, nothing with God just so happens was a divine appointment. So God's a divine appointment in Ruth had a divine appointment, which was Boaz. He was their kinsman redeemer. Hello? Did you get that? Jesus Christ. He is our redeemer. And he is always going to provide divine appointments in your life. Ask God to open your eyes so you can recognize them. The kinsman redeemer is a male relative according to various laws of the Pentateuch. And he had the privilege or responsibility to act on behalf of a relative who was in trouble, danger, or in need. The Hebrew term goel for kinsman, redeemer, designates one who delivers or rescues. And you can find these in Genesis 48.16, Exodus 6.6, or they also can redeem property or people. And that's found in Leviticus 27, 9 through 25, and 25, 47 through 55. So through Boaz, Ruth and Naomi were provided for. God has planned for them and he has plans for you as well. Trust him. There was divine purpose for Ruth through marriage of Bo and through marriage of Ruth and Boaz, Obadiah was born and in that she became part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. Ruth was not an Israelite. She was a Moabite. This is the foreshadowing of, of that salvation is for all who call on the name of the Lord. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
Romans 10 13 so why can't we as human beings step out of our own way and let God direct us Ruth did and she wasn't even one of them but she knew that this is where God wanted her to be she knew and she knew she needed to be a part of Naomi's family we can't we we got to get out of our own way and let God direct us to where he wants us to be that's right and then also you know ask God this is something I pray over me and Donnie and my family every day is God please open our eyes to the lies of the enemy open our eyes to our wrong perceptions open our eyes to some of the sins that we have committed that's opening doors to the enemy and lord reveal your truth behind it john 8 32 then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free and i pray lord open our ears to hear you as you direct us and speak truth to us and open our hearts and our minds to know and understand i pray that over us every single day and the enemy is going to try to blind us to things to things that we can't see so pray that over yourself and pray and ask God to open your eyes to the divine appointments and blessings in your life that he's using. Ask him to open your eyes to the open doors he's putting before you so you do not miss them. God will use anyone regardless of who they are and what they look like, what their lineage is, or what they do in life to use you. Ruth was not a Jew. Yet he included her in, and she's included in the lineage of the birth of Jesus Christ. God is no respecter of people. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty and the base things of the world and the things that are despised God has chosen and these things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence but of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that as it is written he who glories let him glory in the Lord that's 1 Corinthians 1, 26-31. He will do the same for you. So waiting on him isn't easy. And trust me, I know that. Trials, they are sometimes long and arduous. And sometimes you just want to give up. No one wants them. No one likes them. But if you would wait and trust God. And wait with him through it. And rely on his strength. And go to him in prayer instead of giving in to all the negative emotions and negative thoughts that are going into your mind he will amaze you the bible says you can take every thought captive to the obedience of jesus christ so you can train your brain to turn it around and say uh-uh no i'm not allowing that self-pity i'm not allowing that worry or anxiety to come up because god will come through god will come through for you and god is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work. That is 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. He is able to bless and he is able to provide for you. He is able to give you the strength that you need to get through that trial. Do not go back to your own little Moab, so to speak. 
and walk away from God because we walk away from Him. He does not move. Exactly, exactly. So how are we going to start following God from here on out? Are we going to start listening or are we still going to start, still going to listen to the lies of the enemy? Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, as I was stating in the beginning of this podcast, we got some awesome things going on. One, we're looking for a new publisher, which we think we got down pat. And hopefully we'll start moving forward with that with that soon. And two, we've been having some fantastic things happening with our Facebook page. We have received so much support since we started doing what we're doing on there. So keep on keep on supporting us through our Facebook page, uh, Your New Life Ministries LLC on Facebook, and just uh, remember our YouTube channel. We need uh, some massive support on that. So if you wouldn't mind uh, following us or uh, on uh, YouTube, that'd be great. It's Your New Life Ministries on YouTube. And if you have any questions or anything, because we're, uh, we're going to be shooting a new uh, another episode of of um, Talk Time with Sandy and Donnie pretty soon. So if you have any questions, just email us at info at yournewlifeministries.com or visit our, uh, our website at yournewlifeministries.org. And uh, there's many, many, many other things on that, on our website that you can check out as well. Not just our videos, but our podcast, our, and just our books. Our amazing books are on there as well. You have anything you want to add, honey? Yeah, so don't forget to shoot us your questions. You don't have to put your name in it, but do fill out that contact page on our website, as he said before, yournewlifeministries.org, or you can email them to us at info at yournewlifeministries.org. And in talk time with Donnie and Sandy, at the end, we have question and answer time. Yes, we do. And so send us your questions um, that we can answer them on air for you and we also just had our new um, children's corner uh, episode come out that's also on youtube it's our very first one there's going to be more so give it time to build but it's story time parents and so yes this is where i will read stories children's stories on air and so parents if you have to be doing the dishes and you have some little ones and they're right there by the tv sit them down in the living room turn on the youtube if you have a smart tv that is the best way to do it and allow me to entertain your children reading a story to them and you'll get a lot they'll get a lot out of it and hopefully you will too and all the books of mine that i've authored that i'm reading are on my website yournewlifeministries.org and from time to time i'm going to be reading other authors uh, children's books as well and when i do i will give you their website so if you want to purchase them to follow along uh, with your children as i read them that is the way to do it we have so many things coming up and we're trying to uh, get things set up for another speaking tour and as God lines it out. And so just keep watch over our website because we're going to be putting up- updates as they come. And so we just, Lord, in the name of Jesus, ask you to touch each and every one of these people. Hear and answer the prayers of their heart. Give them the strength that they need. Give them the provision they need for whatever it is. And Lord, if it's healing, you are the Lord who heals us. So in the name of Jesus, I do declare them healed, saved, and born again. And here's Donnie. Yeah, so in closing, just always remember, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. Talk at you later, guys. Bye-bye.